Welcome back to your home inspector training. I am Garth Haslam, the home medic. Subject today is ventilation. We've covered attic ventilation, dryer vents. We've covered crawl space vents. This segment, we're going to do furnace vents and plumbing vents. And then we're going to be done with venting. So furnace vents, as you're inspecting, the vents that you're going to be dealing with, as far as the furnace is concerned, you've got two of them. Actually, maybe three, depending on what kind of furnace you've got. For the older style, not 90-plus type furnaces, 90-plus is basically your high-efficiency furnaces, no matter when it was built, you should have a combustion air source. This is a very simple 8-inch diameter pipe brought in from the exterior to the furnace room, and it's simply going to provide replacement air for the air that's leaving through the exhaust vents. And we'll cover those exhaust vents in a minute. But it's important that you go looking for the combustion air source. A lot of homes built in the 70s and 80s or before then, quite often what they would do is they would put a louvered door at the door between the furnace room and the rest of the living space. The idea was that you have the exhaust vents that are causing air to leave the home. But the analogy that I use is that you can't have air leave one side of a straw unless it's being replaced from the other side. So you can't just have air leave the home if it's not being replaced from somewhere. What they used to do back in the 60s or so, like I say, they would do a louvered door and then they would just count on there being leaks from around the doors and windows that would replace the air that was leaving through the flue. As homes get more and more modern and more and more tight, you can no longer rely on that being the case. So code, or in the home inspector world, the term is building standards. Side note, don't quote code because you're not a certified code inspector, but you can use a word like building standards. Anyway, the building standard is that there should be a uh, pipe brought in to the furnace room from the exterior in order to replace the air that's leaving through the flues. That is your combustion air source. And that should be open. It should not be plugged up with a pillow like so many homeowners do. The exterior should be covered to protect against birds, mice, wasps, etc. from getting into that space. And yes, it is annoying because in the wintertime, that combustion air source is going to provide a lot of cold air downdrafting into the space. And nobody appreciates that, but the building standards call for it. So as a home inspector, you're expected to make sure that it is there and that it's functional, that it's not blocked. Some people will tape it off. Some people will shove pillows in. They do all kinds of crazy things. You're supposed to mention that that is not okay and that that needs to be taken out. Don't do it yourself. Your job is to leave the home exactly as you found it. And to go changing the house can only get you in trouble. You'll never be the hero for that. Then you've got the other flu or flues. Now, let's say you've got a high-efficiency furnace. If that's the case, you're going to have an intake and an outgo air. The intake, of course, is going to replace the function of your combustion air source. That doesn't mean that your combustion air can go away because you still need one for the water heater usually. Unless times have changed and you're finding a way to actually bring in air that is replacement air for what's going through the water heater. But as of the time and location that I'm recording this at, 
that is not the case. So high efficiency furnace, yeah, they'll bring in their own intake and outgo. Sometimes that's two pipes and sometimes they combine that into one pipe as you go back out through the exterior of the home. And as you're inspecting, sometimes things can go wrong, especially with the intake. It can suck up too much snow or maybe leaves or whatever the case may be and get blocked. And that will be an inspection point you're going to want to take a look at. So those are the flues that can be associated with furnaces. The vents associated with plumbing are actually quite similar. The concept is that if you're going to pour water into a sewer line, let's say you're pouring it into the sink or you're flushing the toilet or whatever, that pipe is already full of air. So if you're going to pour water into there, you got to get the air to go somewhere else. And that's what plumbing vents are for. They're there to allow air to escape when the pipe is being filled with water. So those are generally black ABS. Sometimes you'll see other materials, but they will generally be a two-inch diameter, sometimes three-inch or more, depending on what they're trying to vent. Those should be above the snow and ice line. So I have seen on a number of occasions and inspections that I have done where maybe you've got a plumbing vent that is only a couple inches above the roof line. That's a problem because you can have snow and ice cover that over completely and then the vent is like it's not there. Then you start getting gurgling and problems like that. So if you see that as the home inspector, it's a simple solution. You just need to get a sleeve on that pipe and bring it up another foot or so. You don't want to have it so high. Let's say that you live in a heavy snow. Maybe you're living in a mountainous environment where people get, you know, four feet of snow. If you've got a four-foot plumbing vent, it's going to break that thing in half. And then instead of a four-foot vent, you've got another two-inch vent again. That is broken. So the rules change, again, depending on the weather in your area. And you just need to think through that and try and imagine the worst case scenario and then report on that. Provide that sort of information to your clients so that they can be knowledgeable and prepared to deal with the home that they're about to buy. Speaking of a mountain community, I did an inspection up on a mountain community once where they put the plumbing vent in. This was a very nice home. And of course, people up there just have to be a little snooty. And even the people who are not rich still think that they're cooler than than you just because they're there and you traveled to there. That was the experience that I had when I was dealing with a contractor and I went up to this gorgeous home and this was a number of years ago and even back then it was probably a $2 million home. I can only imagine what the price tag is on that one today. And then of course the contractor thought that he was awesome and that I sucked and that was just the vibe that I got from him and that was fine. I went ahead and did my job. As I got on the roof... I noticed that he didn't have any flashing at all around the plumbing vents. So to paint a picture here, imagine you're standing on the roof and you're looking down at this plumbing vent. You've got a two inch diameter vent surrounded by a four inch diameter hole in the roof and nothing to prevent snow and ice from going down into it. It could have been very ugly. It was about September. Snow was about to fly in this area. Once snow flies, you don't get back on that roof for any reason. Whether you could physically do it or not, 
you don't get back on that roof until April or so. It could have been extremely ugly. All that snow from up above that space flowed down directly into this hole and then into the property. And this happened at a half a dozen different plumbing vents. That kind of stuff you are definitely going to want to be paying attention to. Make sure that the flashing around the plumbing vents forces water to stay on the surface of the roof. So on the top side, you want to have the flashing be beneath the shingles. On the bottom side, where you have the apron of the flashing, that needs to be above the shingles. And this forces water to stay on top. Quite often you will see where a homeowner doesn't bother with flashing and just tries to seal with roofing tar. Yeah, it'll never work. It'll work for a couple of weeks. And then when things get ugly, then, you know, maybe in the middle of December when you can't get on that roof, then things start to go badly. Roofing tar seals are not a seal, and you're going to want to write those up. So make sure you pay attention to that as you're looking at the plumbing vents on the roof. All right. Oh, one other story I wanted to tell you. Quite often, plumbers, as they're building homes, they will install a cap on a lot of those plumbing vents. And often they will forget to break those caps. So you got the plumbing vent that's up there, but it can't do its job because it can't blow air because you got this cap on top. I have actually broken those because I knew nobody would know what I was doing because if that cap is there, then things can't function as they're supposed to. But as I was doing so, I was taking a risk, I suppose, because maybe that plumbing vent was not actually hooked up to anything, and then you've got a direct rain pathway into the house. Bottom line, make sure that the the plumbing vents and the furnace vents, all of your vents, your dryer vents, your crawl space vents, your attic vents, make sure they're all there. Make sure they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Make sure you understand why they're there and that they're doing their job. If you need more information, you can always go to my website, ornachi.org. Go out there, do a great job, make me proud. <laughs>